Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks this morning. Thanks for tuning us in and bringing this broadcast into your life. With me, as always, my friend Stephanie, who's, I got to be upfront with you, she's yawning a little bit today. I've already heard a yawn. She's She's been pretty judicious with her yawns. She's she's trying to sneak them in during breaks and stuff like that. So, Stephanie, why are you so tired? You know, Doug, my life just lends itself to being tired. Um, I don't know that I could say there's one specific cause. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could give you about 50 causes, but <laughs> I can name eight of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starting with Emmy and going through Daniel, but <laughs> Hey folks, this woman okay. honestly does wash all day, every day of her life. I mean, <laughs> I stay in that basement down there with Debbie and I'm here to tell you, you'll see her walking by doing laundry all the time. And, uh, <laughs> It just never ends. So that's part of that's part of her busyness. I, I mean, they they should hire her to be a washer tester. I bet she, her her stuff probably lasts half as long as everybody else's. She just washes and washes and washes. And when you think she's done, she washes more. And but I, I don't say this much, but I'll tell you. You know, my wife Debbie's an excellent ironer. The results are incredible. But I've never met anybody who can iron a shirt faster and again, bring incredible results like Stephanie. She can iron my shirts. I'll put four or five of them out there and Debbie starts slapping at me. You iron them, I'll iron them. And I said, man, she's going to iron them in like five minutes and I'm sneaking them up there so Debbie can't see them. But you can't you can't get much buyer when it comes to stuff like that. You know, Debbie's well, sharp. Why are, five, why are five of your shirts hanging off of Stephanie's ironing board? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Because I need to wear five shirts. And, uh, and and Debbie just says, Stephanie, you don't have to iron his shirts. <sighs> yeah. I mean, she can iron. I mean, when people, you, you don't bring your shirt to people who cannot iron. You know, I don't go to Emmy and say, Emmy, iron my shirt. She'll try. I mean, they'll, they'll oh, be a, she would. Yeah, Emmy's the real deal. She's not, she's a worker. I'll tell you that right now. She's got yes, a great, she she's got a great work ethic. So anyway, we continue on. Stephanie, we've hit some tough subjects this week. We've talked personal yeah. courage. We've talked integrity. We've talked about uh, loving your enemy. That was pretty weird and, and rowdy and stuff like that. And, and, and so as we continue on with these things, we've talked about separation. Uh, we talked about, you know, sometimes, sometimes and people are going to let us down, aren't they? I, I was yeah. reading a book not too long ago about G. Campbell Morgan. He was a great theologian. He was the pastor at that Westminster church. And he was good most of his life. As he got older, he changed from a dispensational look at things to, uh, a weird place. You know, he was real old. He wasn't wanting to be fired, I guess. So he went more to like people in his area. But most of the time, G. Campbell Morgan was pretty great. He was a great preacher, a great theologian, younger in life. He traveled all over the place and he sat in front of an ordination consul. And when he sat there in front of the ordination consul, when it came time uh, for the vote, they voted that he not get ordained. And so he sent one letter, uh, a one word telegram to his dad. Remember, this is the early, late 1800s, early 
1900s. He sent a one-word letter to his dad, and he wrote down rejected. Oh. And his dad sent back a telegram that said, rejected by men, accepted by our Lord. And uh, sometimes uh-huh. we've got to remember that these things we go through, we may be rejected by men, but when we go through those things, when we're standing there, when our voice is cracking, when our eyes are leaking, when all that's going on, man, we may be rejected by men. But I'll tell you, we're accepted by the Lord. So today, uh, we decided today to go ahead and talk about being prepared, preparation, perfect. So we used to have the P's in the Army. Uh, perfect preparation. Prefer- I can't even remember what they are. But being prepared makes a difference. Uh, the Bible says, prepare thy work without Make it fit for thyself in thy field, and afterwards build thy house. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh. So prayer, prepare when it comes to the Lord, Stephanie. It means to be reading your Bible, studying your Bible, doing your devotions, doing what we're doing now, honestly, being on this podcast, listening to this podcast. I I think that's all part of preparation. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, I think it's all very important. The idea of um, taking time ahead Um, I just actually was talking to the kids about this last night in Bible class, um, because we're recording this, you know, on a Thursday. So, um, when I was doing Bible class last night, I've been going through the armor of God and we finished it up last night with the sword of the spirit. And I was talking to them about the fact that a soldier or a knight, um, back in the days when they used swords all the time, they did not just wake up one morning and poof, they knew how to be a swordsman. Yeah. There, there was, there was hours and, and blood, sweat and tears that went into that preparation. And that that's the same for us with anything good in life. Um, You're not just going to wake up one day and be a a godly mom or a godly wife or um, a role model or example or anything. It, It takes, it takes daily preparation, but then it, you know, as a, as I'm, I'm always challenged to, to tell young people, prepare when you're young, because you're never, whenever you're preparing for a good thing, it's never a waste of time. You never know how God will use whatever it is he's led you to prepare for. He doesn't lead you to prepare for something that you're not going to use. That's and right. so if God leads you to prepare for something, you better follow his leading because you have no idea the snares he's going to help you avoid because of your preparations, the entanglements that you'll escape, the um, battles and victories you'll see won through Jesus Christ because you chose to trust him and obey and prepare even when you didn't see an end goal. And so um, this is this is key to the Christian life and being successful in serving the Lord. Yeah, preparation. You know, I, I remember I was reading a biography about Chris Kyle, the great American sniper who was gunned down on the fire range. Uh, out in Texas. And I remember one thing that was said about him. He used to tell his wife that he, they, he fired a hundred thousand dollars worth of American bullets before he took his first aim on an enemy combatant before he first pulled the trigger on an enemy combatant over there in Iraq or Afghanistan, Mm. he had already shot a hundred thousand dollars worth of bullets in preparation. Mm. And uh, just to make sure he would shoot him straight, he would shoot him right. And, you know, before we do anything, I, so Stephanie teaches the little ones on Wednesday night or church and, 
and uh, going through the armor of God. What a place to be with those kids. And they're all, you know, most of them are smart as whips. I mean, that's Emmy's group. And so how old do you go to that group? What's your oldest in there? Through 12. Through 12. Um, yeah. 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 So I've got my oldest kids in there right now are 11. They'll turn 12 this fall. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. So being prepared, putting everything out there, working hard at it. Before you say that first word, I remember as a biblical counselor going through college, going through the seminary, doing all those things before, you know, I sat across from somebody and really thought about what they were saying to me. And a lot of it is intuition as well. It's not only the biblical preparation, but you need the Holy Spirit of God to to help you be intuitive on where someone's going and when someone's telling you the truth and when someone's uh, feeding you, you know, with hogwash. And so you have to, um, you have to go through all that and in your mind and be prepared. And we have to be prepared for every day as, so as macro as going through college, as micro as every day, the wilds are being shot at us of the devil. He wants to shoot at us and we got to use our sword, our Bible. We got to use our armor that's so important. So I think all that comes together to where we're saying now, preparation, be prepared. Verse number 26, I think we can start that before we run to our commercial break. It says, every man shall kiss his lips and giveth the right answer. So when someone gives the right answer, it's coming from their lips. It's uh, the right answer comes from there. It's friendly. It's welcoming. It's like a kiss. You know, back in the old time, you'd kiss someone on the cheek when you saw them a couple times. You gave them a heavenly kiss and stuff. Culture has taken that away from us. But again, an example that as sweet as kissing someone on the cheek or the forehead or the head is giving the right answer. It's a wise thing. It's a good thing. It's treating somebody with respect when you give them the right answer, when you're honest. And I think that's what 26 is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a sense in which there's in, in the culture of that day, that was a sign of trust, a sign of friendship. And I think that's what this is referring to is sure of, of when you, when your answer is trustworthy and it's right and it's what, what should be, there's a sense of relationship that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And, and I think, you know, of a godly relationship, you know, right. when I give the right answer, I'm doing a godly thing. I'm, I'm stepping out and saying, you know, this is about God and I'm going to go ahead and give the right answer. Cause we've all placated people. I hate to say that, but yeah. we have. We've given nice answers when we should have given hard answers. But here's God saying, wait a minute. When you give the right answer, it's like, you know, uh, the act of kissing someone on the cheek or the forehead a few thousand years ago. It's that wonderful feeling that, hey, they care enough about me to say what's right, to do the right thing, to say the right thing. And and that's a good thing, Stephanie. It's a good thing to say the right thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a using our words to build up, to edify, to challenge in a godly way. Those are all very good things. Every man, every one of us is what that's talking about. Hey folks, we're going to go ahead and run and let the stations identify themselves, maybe share a commercial or two with you, and we'll be right back. Hang with us. Well, we're back with you and, and, uh, I think, you know, as we look at 26, we then go to 27, which is the words that, uh, that Stephanie used that she helped pull up with me here earlier was prepare, prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field and afterwards build thine house. 
And uh, so it's going on and it's saying prepare. You know, there's work that needs to be done. The field needs to be right. The, the ground needs to be ready. We need to be able to put the seed in. We need to be able to plow the land. It's almost like God saying to farmers and stuff at that time, let's get the crops in. Let's get the stuff in that grows. Let's get the stuff in that's going to feed us. And then let's build our home. I mean, that's what it's saying. Let's do what we got to do first to make sure we eat, to make sure everything that we sell, to make sure we're making money, and then build a house. In other words, don't, um, <clears throat> you have to go in the right sequence. Yeah, life is filled with sequences. <laughs> and that's one of them. And Stephanie's still got that frog there. I'm thinking about calling I do. on Caleb. It's, Caleb is the reptile guy in the house. <laughs> Have him dig around inside Stephanie's throat and find that frog. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> She's giving it it's to me a little bit, uh, a thousand miles away or whatever. Um, <laughs> but It must be an electronic frog or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but it's just afterwards, build your house. I think there's some significance here, peeps, and this is what I'm thinking. So many people want the house first. So many want to put things backwards. Like Stephanie said, there's a right sequence for things. Uh, people want to fill up their credit cards, spend money, make money overnight, be rich. You know, get rich quick schemes are the biggest money thieves of people around the United States. I mean, it's terrible. Out of Pakistan alone last year, $7 billion came from Americans. Uh, you know, give us this money and then we're going to give you this back. It's, it's crazy how those things happen. And that's why God's reminded us just, you know, do what you got to do to make sure you got a crop, do what you got to do to make sure you're making money. Then let's work on your house and get you covered for winter and stuff. That's what I'm seeing. The sequence, what Stephanie said, doing the mm -hmm. right thing. I think that's real important. I think, and I just didn't want to gloss it over there real quick with you. In my mind, I wanted to say that to you when Stephanie was done, not that she didn't cover it good, but she's right. Lives have a sequence, and our lives have a sequence in the way we spend and the way we work. There's a sequence to it. We work first, we spend later. We, mm -hmm. we, we work first, we build later. We work first, we do this later. And there are some people, you know, they're so caught up in their sin and their life, and uh, they get way out of sequence from the very beginning. And boy, that can be really bad. And yeah. Uh, and, and then it goes on to 28 and 29, I think is something we should cover today as well. It says, be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause. And I think we all should have in our Bible underlined without cause. And deceive not with thy lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I think we've got to look at the first part of that verse. And you know, we're not a witness against somebody unless they deserve it. That's what that's saying. We just don't go out speaking bad about people or talking about people. But if they deserve it, um, then we need to do it. If there's a cause, well, we're a witness against them. And, uh, and, and, mm. and, and then, you know, that next verse is kind of, it says, say not, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will render to a man according to his work. So it's again, if I have no reason, if there's no cause there, I have mm -hmm. nothing I need to do to the guy. But if there is a cause, Stephanie, so here's a cause and effect here in the Bible. Here's we, yeah. we you know, we talk about this in school growing up. You, you tell your kids all the time, you know, uh, Emmy stole this, you know, Caleb took this. So you constantly, but there needs to be a cause and then there's an effect. So if there's, I mean, cause and effect, that's what this is about. If there's a cause, well, there's an effect. You got to do what you got to do. But if there's not a cause, don't make one up. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's when you when you look at the story of Jesus when he was betrayed by Judas and taken before the Sanhedrin. You know they brought in false witnesses, 
um, to yeah. get the effects they wanted. Um, God does not take that kind of thing lightly at all. When you make up something and that's, um, you know, this is, this is a very hard subject for me at the moment because, um, it, I have been told that just bluntly informed that, um, people that I love dearly are going to say, I made up my police report that I just had to file. Yeah. People can, and you know how much that hurts that that would even be verbalized that I would make up stuff that is so vile and perverted that that's, that's very disheartening to even have that suggested much less that accusation made because if it was true, it would be a very serious accusation. Um, or, you know, it'd be a very serious sin against God if I was making it up. Um, <clears throat> but to understand when you go down that path, I do know people who have made things up um, to benefit themselves or to to maybe justify their own sin. That's very serious. God makes it very clear here um, that he does not look on that lightly because it is deception. It is lying, all of which is an abomination to God. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, cause and effect, I think that very sadly, if somebody looks at Stephanie, I've, I've looked in Stephanie's eyes, I, I've spoke with her, my wife has, we know people, I know what Stephanie's been through, I know what's true, I know what's honest, I know Stephanie's not a liar. I've looked into hundreds of eyes of people who had to tell the truth and stand in front of people and say what's true. And, uh, and I'm here to tell you maybe once in my entire life that I think somebody was doing something that was ill-advised or, or not true and, uh, maybe once. And so I'm telling you folks, don't be quick to hop on some bandwagon and being a respecter of people again, you yeah. know, uh, because that's what, that's what happens. I'm seeing this Stephanie over and you know, more so in the last year of my life than any other time. I'm seeing people who are respecters of people and they so they will just turn down any evidence, any proof, any, any method whatsoever. And they'll say, no, you know, that's impossible for that to happen. No matter who the person is. Some of you listening to me today are against that great, uh, uh, wall of idiocy. And that's what it is. These people are, Oh, that person never going to, you're overdoing things. You're exaggerating. You know, folks, if you're one of those people that are out there saying that you need to get right with God, there's a lot of people out yeah. there been hurt and you need to be on the side of the hurt. And, um, I'm telling you, I will always stand with the hurt. I will always fight for the hurt. I will always tell everybody. I will always work for what's right. We will always go to the police. We will always do whatever we can to help them because they're in charge of that. Uh, we don't run from these types of things. We don't hide. We, we do what's true. We do what's right. We do what God has for us. And, and it's a shame, Stephanie, at this point in our lives, the terrible things you've been through and the ladies we work with have been through. And, and honestly, a couple of the men I work with have been through. And to have people uh, not believe in them, it's not that it's a discouragement. It's a total uh, disaster in people's lives. When people you love, when people you care about, when people you were that are siblings sometimes and people who yeah. are uh, relatives sometimes, when, when people like that come out against people, that's a crying shame. And people like that need to get right with God. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. 
because we can hurt people. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something else, folks. We need to be on the side of prayer. We need to be on the side yes. of God. When we hear someone's been hurt, we, we need to tell people we're sorry. We love them. We're on their side. We're going with them. We trust them. We feel good about them. This is all going to happen in God's way and God's timing. We're going to come up alongside of people. We're going to bring Starbucks. We're going to make those cream cheese filled pumpkin muffins that I haven't had in over Amen. a year. And, uh, and, and we're going to share those with people. <laughs> And we're going to make a difference because we're a different type of people. And on this and, Friday, we're going to love people. Amen. And I will bring a pumpkin. So, see, I get to see you, Lord willing, yeah. right before your birthday this year. Yeah. And, and I do believe the Spirit is leading me to make you some of those muffins for your birthday. Well, and hide them from your kids because they are muffin-eating <laughs> kids, man. They're just like me. If, if you leave 10 of them out, there's 10 of them eating, all right? When, when Emmy comes to you and says, Uncle Doug, Mommy bought all those plums, and I didn't even get one, and, and Hudson had five or whatever she said, four. She counted, and I'm like, Emmy, if you can count how many he's having, why didn't you put one in your pocket, you know? I mean, if you could count how many one of your brothers are eating, he's not the only one. I'm sure I had multiple ones. But, you know, we started, Stephanie, over there with Alexander the coppersmith. And Paul's mm -hmm. saying, I got to download this guy. And uh, yeah. uh, for he greatly withstood our words. And, and Stephanie, you know, even in the midst of laughing, even in the midst of the things we talked about today, there are going to be those in our life that are going to withstand our words. Those of us who suffer from yeah. PTSD and hurt and pain. You know, I've told my story about, you know, Willie dying in my arms and drinking his blood and, and those things I went through as a kid. And people look at me sometimes and they don't believe me. They withstand my words. And that doesn't bother me as much as when they, they know what's true. They know what's right. They know God. They claim to know God. They claim to have been to the altar of grace. They claim to be washed in the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, yet they mock us. Well, yeah. folks, just the way we started, this is the way we end it. Uh, you know, as uh, Alexander Scoppersmith brought me much evil, the Lord reward him according to his works. That's your prayer, and you leave him. And it's hard, yeah. Stephanie. 30 seconds, it's hard, isn't it, when you leave him? It is. It is, and the, and the breaking process that God takes us through to leave them, um, where it's not... <sighs> Something beautiful that I've seen God do in my life is to see that he hasn't taken away tears and that I still can cry over what's been lost yeah. and I can cry over what's being lost right now. Because if I lose that gift of tears, if I lose the ability to cry, then my heart has become as hard as the person who there abused me first place. So don't let your heart become hard. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. G. Campbell Morgan, one word to his dad, rejected, rejected, mm. lowest place of his life. His dad sent back his telegraph and said, rejected by man, accepted by God. Folks, sometimes when that voice is cracking and those eyes are leaking and those legs are shaking, you feel rejected by man, but no, know this at the end of the day, you're accepted by God. Hey, we love you folks. Make sure you get a hold of us, helpful wounded spirits. Hey, when you go out today with that smile that only God can live, listen to every word Eric has to say about knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There's nothing more important. Happy Friday. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.